You now tuned in to the Gunk Town Podcast. I'm your boy Doug B. We ain't got nothing to talk about, but we got something to talk about. Let's go. Good people, good people, good people. Welcome back to the Gump Town Podcast. This is episode two. I'm your boy, Doug B. First things first, if you tuned in, listen to this podcast, I want to thank you for your time and your attention. I really appreciate it. Today's guest is my brother from another mother. He's the, he's the founder and owner of The Plug, as well as Pops Landscaping. You all will be inspired by his story, as well as what he has going on in business. Without further ado, let's give a warm Gump Town round of applause for TK, also known as Tony W. Sanders. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on, Dog B. TK, what's going on, bro? How you feeling? Hey, uh, I'm feeling pretty good, man. Like I said, I appreciate you having me on, and it's an honor, man. I appreciate it. Uh, man, I was going to thank you for your time, and I appreciate you taking time out your schedule, man, to chop it up with me for a few minutes. Okay, okay. What you got for me, big, big breath? Yeah. <laughs> no, don't do that. We ain't doing that. <laughs> no, man, but uh, yeah, man, super excited to have you on, my brother. I really, uh, really appreciate Really appreciate you, man. Um, we go way back, man. We've been friends since 2006. We met at the Alabama State University, the greatest HBCU in the world. <laughs> yes, sir. So, so, TK, so for the people who don't know you, man, tell them a little bit about your story, where you're from, and how you got to where you are now. Okay, just to give you a very brief overview about myself, I am uh, TK, also known as uh, Tony, uh, Tony Wall Sanders. Uh, to give you a quick overview, I did, I was actually born down in Birmingham, and uh, probably by the age of three or four, I, uh, my mom decided to take me up to uh, Evansville, Indiana. Uh, that's where I pretty much, uh, got into like, I was into trouble a little bit and, I uh, became a person, became a person of pretty much the system, the state of, uh, the state of Indiana, uh, where I was in a boys home, foster homes and things like that until, uh, probably around the age of 11 or 12, whereas my uh, biological uncle and auntie, they uh, they came up to Indiana, got me and brought me down to Montgomery, AKA the Gump, uh, and pretty much installed, installed like great values in me. Uh, I went to Peter Crump, that was my first school. After that, uh, I went to McKee. Uh, my class was the first class to graduate from McKee. Uh, well, before that, my fault. So Peter Crump, Brewbreaker, then McKee, and my class was the first class to graduate from McKee. Then after that, I uh, went on to uh, Lanier High School, the L, uh, and played football, 
And then around 2006, when I graduated, uh, I went to the Alabama State University where I did meet Doug B at, uh, met a brother from another mother, like he said, uh, dear friend to me. Um, and uh, just, I graduated from Alabama State with a degree in CIS. And after that, I pretty much moved around, ended up in Savannah, Georgia, where I first became a, a manager at a shoe store. And just from there, my, my, my hustle story really, really, really took off because uh, as a manager, uh, you pretty much connected with the shoe game. And I had a lot of people who would hit me up and say, hey, I'll throw you an extra something, you know, for if you are able to give me a shoe. So I just took that and really ran with it. Uh, uh, as well as the store was pretty small. So I used to go around the city and like buy, uh, buy, buy caps, new air hats from other stores. And I would like sell them out of the trunk of my car. And uh, let's say a person came into my shoe store and they bought a pair of shoes. Uh, my, my store was kind of small and we didn't really have that many hats. So I used to lock the door and take them out to the trunk of my car and pretty much just sell hats. So, and that's just a small, you know, uh, small little bit about myself other than that you know that's it wow, that's how man. we got here today man wow man what a powerful story man started in birmingham moved to indiana and ended up in montgomery and through it all man you just always kept pushing you always had that survival mentality man that, that never give up attitude which is one of the main reasons i have so much respect for you my brother so how much so what role did the what role did the Gump Town play in your overall development as a man, as a entrepreneur, and just who the person you are? I know you mentioned your uncle and your auntie; they instill great values in you. Um, if you would elaborate on some of those values that your uncle and auntie instill. Well, pretty much uh, coming from Indiana, uh, more so had the individual mindset. Uh, you know, it's just me and my brother pretty much. So I had an individual mindset when I did come down and, uh, we stayed pretty much in the country area, uh, Patterson road, pretty much by, uh, I think it's called Brafon. Uh, and things that we used to have to do is like, I, I was a city boy before that coming from Evansville, Indiana. And uh, my uncle, he pretty much, he didn't play that. He, you know, on Saturdays, whereas I would just watch cartoons all day. And like in Indiana, I would watch cartoons all day and pretty much play the game. Well, being down in Montgomery was the total opposite. Saturday mornings, in the morning, we was up cutting the yard. We was cutting grass, picking up sticks, and things like that. So if if that wasn't done, we we weren't able to go and play and et cetera and do other things that you know a young a young person would want to do. So he installed like discipline, uh 
work until you get it done attitude. So from there, like I said, discipline was installed, family, uh, love, great values just was installed all into an already hustler mindset. So I use those values still in my um in my everyday life now. So oh, man, that's great, man. That's great, man. Your uncle aunties and just Montgomery in itself played a played a huge role. And like you said, your discipline, your work ethic. Well, you already had the work ethic, but when you add in discipline along with um the work ethic that you have, like it's no wonder why you grind the way you grind for your businesses. So let's talk about your businesses, man. We'll start with the plug. I know you were saying that you first got the aha moment to start the plug when you were working at a shoe store down in Savannah. So you pretty much already answered that question. What was the aha moment that where you had the idea to start a landscaping company? Well, when I, as well as when I was younger, uh, my uncle had a friend down the street who he cut grass every weekend as well, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, Saturdays that we weren't cutting our own yard, he would come down the street and pretty much pick us up. And uh, for every yard we cut, we got $10. So I would try to cut as many yards as possible, nine or 10 at the max. Uh maybe six or five at the minimum. So I got $50, $60 uh, that Saturday. And maybe that Saturday night, I'm going to the skate ring, you know, to spend my own money. Or uh, I always had a hustler mindset when I was younger. So either I was taking that money and I was investing it into candy and I would go to Walmart and buy like the 10 packs of uh, Snicker bars, Reese's and things like that. And I would take that money and invest it and I would flip it throughout the week while I was at school. So I was also the candy man. Uh, I was also the candy man in like middle school and things like that. So, uh, but then again, it, it all falls back on my uncle and the networks and the connections he was able to have in which uh, led to me having a mindset of, hey, when I get older, I love to cut yards. I love to see like yards popping out and standing out. So I'm going to continue this legacy. So I'm going to create, you know, create, create a landscaping company. And sooner or later, I can pass it down to my kids, kids. And, you know, we want pretty much if they want to look for a job outside of it, they can. But, you know, pass something down to my kids, you know, so. That's pretty much was that aha, that moment that clicked in my head that, you know, made me, mm -hmm. made me uh, bring the landscaping idea up. No, that's great, man. That's great. So basically just from, again, going back to your uncle, he instilled those values in you and you were cutting grass when you were a kid. So pretty much that aha moment came to you when you were when you were a kid because you realized then as you got, when you got older you wanted to create your own landscaping company. Now that's dope, man. So the next part of it is the action step. How long did it take you from the time the idea of pops landscaping and as well as the plug came into your mind? How long after did it take you to actually 
get the ball rolling with getting those businesses started, getting the logos created, just just the business aspect. Well, little by little, I started to build. Um, you know, first it all started with the plug with uh, the idea of just buying shoes and reselling them at a higher price. And a, a fun, funny little story is when I was a manager in the shoe store, uh, my brother is the one who actually introduced me to the idea. And he uh, told me, he was like, man, these shoes are really like people are willing to pay more for the shoes. So I took that idea and I actually, the first pair of shoes that I invested in was the Elephant Fives. And the Elephant Fives at that time was 220 So during, during that price point for that shoe, uh, I think Jordans probably were like 170 at the time. So investing that much into a shoe was really uh, a pretty high value what I did, but we still were able to probably make 50 bucks off the shoe. So little by little, I started to invest, uh, take the money from my investment and sit it to the side. And uh, I would say probably in about, probably about six months to about a year, once I uh, decided to relocate to Birmingham uh, and I'm more so like in the country area again, I just was little by little investing, taking money from my uh, plug investment and putting it into landscaping, push mowers and uh, rod mowers, blowers and things like that to actually get my landscaping idea off the ground. And before I actually had my LLC, uh, I I was really cutting yards. So. I, I I pretty much put that action in before I had uh, a logo before I had a uh, before I had the LLC and everything else. So I think a lot of times people get caught up in their mind of like getting stuff together so long that they pretty much talk themselves out of the action themselves. So. Like, like I said before, probably six months to about a year, but I did it little by little. And I was cutting grass before the LLC was developed and the logo was developed. So the action was already there, which made it a lot easier to put the logo together and uh, which made it a lot easier to put the logo together and put the LLC together once it was time, if that answers your question. Man, it did, man. That's great. So your action, so pretty much from the aha moment to the action, there was no gap. Like you went right after it, like you said, and myself included, you get caught up in the minor details and and you just end up not doing nothing. So you jump right into business before you even had a business name. And like, man, that's, that's such a teaching point in itself. And there's a listener out there right now who's in the same place I was with this podcast, I was sitting on this idea for three years and I finally got started. Whereas on the country, where on the opposite end, you have someone like you who got started before the business name came about. And that's really, that's really how you have to do it. Just go after it. Like you have nothing to lose, but time. I mean, we ain't getting no younger, so you might as well go after it, man. So much respect to you. And the last part of last part of it is the audacity 
what gave you the audacity to go in business for yourself? You already answered that. Pretty much uncle, pretty much your uncle and your auntie, just those values they instilled in you, it ultimately gave you the audacity, the courage to be an entrepreneur. Unless you had something else to, to add to the audacity and courage part. So aside from your uncle and your auntie, what else gave TK the audacity, the courage to step out there with Pops Landscaping and the plug? Well, when I was pretty much when I was younger, I've, I've always had to drive in the hustle. And uh, when I first made it down to Montgomery, I was kind of skeptical about like how people thought about me and what they thought about me. And probably around the age of about 14 or 15, that thought just went out of the window, went out of the door. So I was just more so like, Hey, if I come with, if I come to school with fresh Jordans on and fresh jeans, fresh, uh, well, we had academic shorts or whatever, the the new Jabot shorts or some some fresh, it could be fresh. And if I come to school with it, the first person with it, someone is still gonna say, "Hey, you got a spot on them jeans?" Ha 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 ha! ha. <laughs> they gonna laugh at it. So something. Right. Someone is always going to say something. So at that age in my mind, I said, hey, I'd rather just give it my all and point blank, just give it my all in anything I do. And I let the chips fall where they must. And just from that mindset there, it always helped me just into, it always helped me into coming, becoming a young man and developing those businesses and putting those ideas out of there. I mean, putting those ideas out into the universe because either way, you're going to lose either way, in my opinion. So why not fall forward, you know, and have the audacity to, you know, make something or create something or put something into the universe, you know? So I always go with that drive and that spirit and I keep that alive whenever I, you know, create or whatever I do. Mm-hmm. Man, that's great, man. And, um, I don't know who's out there listening, but if you, you are, if you are youngin' and you're, if you're in your teens, your twenties, your thirties, you just heard a mouthful from the man himself. Don't care what they're going to think. Time is going to pass anyway. Do it anyway. If you got an idea, do it anyway. If you want to start a, Lemonade stand, so wet. Somebody gonna laugh. Somebody gonna say, "Oh, it's corny." And what he just said kind of speak to what I was going through as well. It was a self esteem thing for me as well. Starting the podcast, ah, oh, somebody's not gonna like my voice. Somebody's going, somebody gonna say the podcast sucks. So what? Put it out there. I mean, leave your imprint. Let people know that you live. Let people know that you were here. Leave your mark. So uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you covering those three bases for me. The aha moment, the action. And the audacity. Let's get into the the future of the of the plug as well as Pops Landscaping. What's your ultimate vision for both companies? I know right now you're pretty much a one man army for both companies. Do you eventually do you eventually want to hire employees and branch out some of the work, or do you prefer to be a one man army? Hey, that's a good a good question. So as of now, um, as of now landscaping is pretty much going down a little more because it's getting to your fall time, but I still am looking for uh, 
young individual, probably from the age of about 15 to about 19. I cut every Thursday and Friday. So if you are listening and you need a job in Birmingham, Alabama, hey, check me out on my social media. Uh, and or if you're really serious, leave a comment on Gump Town Podcast and uh, get with Doug B and he will make sure he gets with me. And if you're really serious about working, uh, I'll get you on uh, this Thursday if you're really serious about it. Um, as far as with Pops Landscaping, we're still in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, taking information. If you need your, your cut, cut, let Pops Landscaping pop your land back into uh, shape, you know. And that's just dealing with the landscaping. But the plug, uh, I got a few things in the makings. For example, I'm thinking about doing plug economics, uh, whereas it's, it's, it's up in the air now, but whereas it's going to be teaching people how to, you know, get into business for themselves and uh, give you the idea, uh, not only the idea, but whereas you'll have the support from myself and my team to actually help you, you know, invest. Uh, you have access to me, you have uh, access to apps, you know, that pretty much would give you the information about certain, uh, the certain amount that you may make off shoes and et cetera. So that's in the making of the, it's in the making and it's coming into the light soon. So that's with the plug and I've already went over Pops Landscaping, so Yep, just let me know, Dubby. Yes, sir, man. And that goes right into my what was gonna be my next question. How can people get in contact with you? What's your where's your social media? Of course, I'm gonna put all this in the description as well, but how can people contact you on social media? Okay, so as of now. Uh, I am on Instagram. My Instagram name is plug underscore X. That's P-L-U-G-G underscore X as well as I'm on Facebook. Uh, my Facebook name is Fat Tony Snaps uh, with two S's. So that's uh, P-H-A-T-T-O-N-Y-S-S-N-A-P-S uh, on Facebook. So um uh, those are the two ways that you could get in contact with me. And like I said, on the podcast, if you just leave a comment uh, on the podcast uh, and let Doug B know that you want to, you know, reach out to me, maybe to buy something or uh, just to say, hey, nice job, or I like your uh, ideas. How can I be involved with uh, Plugonomics? And, you know, I don't mind connecting people as well or helping out or looking out for anyone as long as you have the aspiration about you know really doing whatever it is you want to do yes sir and there you have it and like i said i'll put um his contact information in the description of the podcast so you all know how to re reach out to him and um one last question man before we get out of here man um if you could use one word one uh preferably one positive word to describe the Gump Town, what would it be? 
Uh, one word I would like to use is hustle, man. The the hustle, uh, the grind. Uh, so M M Montgomery is more than what people in the world know of it as. Uh, you know, you have a lot of uh, trendsetters, a lot of people who, you know, develop ideas and, and make it. But it all stems from hustle, in my opinion. We all, a lot of, a lot of us have that hustle, and that's a word that I would like to use. If uh, that's a, that's a word I would like to use, if in describing the gun. Yes, sir. Much respect to it, man. Again, TK, man, I want to thank you once again for your time, and I really appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your schedule to stop by and chop it up with me. Hey, I appreciate it as well. And keep doing your thing, man. It's all about that push. And I'm I'm really, really, really proud of you, bro. I know uh, a lot of people may not say it, but I look at my brothers as, uh, I look at my brothers as out of eye. So, you know, and I remember you talking about what you wanted to do and what you wanted to do. And I'm real proud that you actually put it in the atmosphere. So you had the audacity to do it and you executed and I'm proud of you. Much blessings and keep pushing, brother. Oh man, I really appreciate those words, man. I really appreciate it. Same to you, my brother. Hey, good people. Once again, this is a this has been another great episode of the Gumtown Podcast. But before we leave, remember, be blessed, be safe, but most importantly, have the audacity to be you. We gone. Thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate your time and your attention. Until next time.